This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, February 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. More costs for fruit growers. DPR's pesticide notifications. House Ag set to move $16 billion stimulus. And Top R end justifies the means on climate. New costs for California fruit growers add up. California fruit growers can expect to see a continued rise in costs due to water, labor, pests, food safety, and trade changes. That is according to Fresno State Associate Professor Sir Hatashi in a webinar for the World Ag Expo on Tuesday. Fruit production accounts for $18 billion and $37 billion of the state's total farm sales. Water curtailment will lead at least to a 2% decline in land for fruit farming, and 17% of that land will come out of production. Sustainable Groundwater Management Act. Strict labor regulations and increases in the minimum wage, meanwhile, will add $390 million to cost of production. With pests, the spotted wing drosphelia cut berry and other yields by 20% in 2018, lowering crop yields by $660 million. Citrus greening has produced the same decline in yields at a cost of $740 million. The Food Safety Modernization Act is leading to an additional $240 million in costs. If trade conditions remain the same, growers can expect a $190 million or 4% decline in export losses this year. More to come on pesticide notifications. Department of Pesticide Regulation DPR Director Valdalsini remains committed to implementing a new pesticide information system in Kern County. The announcement comes after talks broke down with the county ag commissioner. Dalsini had ordered the commissioner to adopt the system long championed by environmental activists. During a AB 617 steering committee meeting for the town of Shafter on Monday evening, Dalsini said he plans to host a meeting on the issue in the coming weeks. He will look forward to working with all the parties to develop a pilot notification system that makes sense for the residents of Shafter. On that note, DPR plans to introduce a proposal to increase pesticide registration fees. The goal is more revenue to support the expanding functions of the registration program. This would be in addition to mill increases proposed by the governor's budget. DPR will soon schedule a webinar for March 17 to discuss that proposal. Republicans slam stimulus process. The House Agriculture Committee will debate a $16 billion stimulus measure that includes a substantial down payment on Democrats' promise to address racial justice issues. The committee's draft bill, which will be part of a broader $1.9 trillion stimulus package, would provide sweeping debt relief to minority farmers on USDA loans. The measure also provides significant new funding to help processors and other parts of the food supply chain address the impact of the pandemic. Republicans on the House and Senate Ag Committees are angry they weren't included in the drafting of the stimulus package. Ahead of the House bill's release, Senate Ag Ranking Member John Bozeman told a crop insurance group, no Republican has any idea regarding what's in the way of agriculture. 
For more on the stimulus package, as well as the latest on the pace of China biotech approvals and a look at how the 2020 census will affect rural political power, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Bozeman rips administration on ag climate policy. Bozeman, the Arkansas Republican, also had some harsh words for the Biden administration over their aggressive plans to attack the climate issue. He doubled down on his assertion that USDA lacks the authority to use the Commodity Credit Corporation as a carbon bank and challenged the department to produce a legal analysis. He said, I'd like to see some lawyer from the USDA actually put their name to some of the stuff that they're talking about. He went on, in the case of climate policy, the end justifies the means, Bozeman said. It appears that they're willing to do whatever they need to to cram it down our throats the way they did the waters of the U.S., Bozeman said. He was referring to the Obama-era water pollution rule that was eventually replaced by the Trump administration. Take note, he also raised doubts about the administration's interest in expanding Farm Bill conservation programs as part of its climate strategy. Bozeman thinks it will be even harder to get farmers to enroll in conservation programs with commodity prices relatively high. What are they going to do to force people to sign up for conservation programs? Keep in mind, Bozeman is clearly talking about set-asides like the Conservation Reserve Program. Regan, nomination ready for Senate vote. Democrats and Republicans in the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee joined together yesterday in a 14-6 to vote to send Michael Regan's nomination as EPA Administrator to the floor. Four Republicans, Alaska's Dan Sullivan, South Carolina's Lindsey Graham, North Carolina's Kevin Kramer, and Mississippi's Roger Wicker joined the committee Democrats in voting for to advance Regan's nomination. Now take note, the committee's top Republican, Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, voted against Regan, citing his lack of commitment to preserving the Trump administration's navigable waters protection rule, which replaced Obama Wotus rule. She also is concerned about the installation of former EPA Administrator Gina McCarthy as the new administration's climate czar. Senate plans action by spring on infrastructure. Environment and Public Works Chairman Tom Carper of Delaware is pledging to complete two major infrastructure bills by Memorial Day. We expect to have a hearing later this month that focuses on surface transportation reauthorization with strong climate title, Carper told reporters. Carper said the committee will also complete a water resources development reauthorization bill by the end of May. Union pushes for hazard pay, vaccine prioritization. A union representing grocery store and packing plant workers is calling on the federal government to ensure they get hazard pay during the COVID-19 crisis. Many employers offered hazard pay at the start of the pandemic, but in many cases that was lapsed according to the United Food and Commercial Workers. Sue Wilmot, a Safeway worker in the Seattle area, told reporters that the local city council required employers to pay an additional $4 an hour, and she said that needs to expand nationwide. Mark Perrone, UFCW's international president, said some grocers were, quote, not only refusing to provide hazard pay, 
They've actively threatened local mayors over adopting hazard pay within their communities. Here's today's He Said It. Right. Keep clicking your heels together, Dorothy. That hemp grower, Josh Schneider, in a seminar at the World Ag Expo. Schneider was responding to a comment that maybe regulators would get their wits about them and just fix the rule on hemp testing without a lawsuit. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, February 10th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Dowling.